Blog Talk Radio. After the death of Solomon, God divided the kingdom of Israel into two houses. There were ten tribes in the northern kingdom known as the Lost Tribes of Israel. They were cast out into the world because of their great sin against God. However, God promised in the last days He would gather these lost tribes back to Israel before the return of our Lord. Unknowingly, some of the churches made up of these lost tribes knows the house of Ephraim. God is now calling them to prepare to come back home to the land He gave our fathers. The call to prepare has been sounded. Ephraimites and Shalom. This is your host, Mark Reinbold, and this is the House of Ephraim show today. We do have with us from Mount Carmel, Illinois, Prophet Tom Deckard. But first, a word from our announcers. And now, from Cradle of Hope are some important announcements for you. This month, from Cradle of Hope is a must-have gift offer, the transition of the church. God has transitioned the church since the days of the book of Acts. Don't miss out on this last and greatest move of God. Jesus Christ is returning for a church full of power and glory. This transition will bring the church forward. Send a gift of $25 or more. Call today and get free shipping if you ask for the Transition of Church gift offer. Call 618-262-2810 or go online at jewishprofit.com. Send a gift of $25 or more and ask for the Transition of the Church gift offer. Hey, welcome back in this show. It's Mark Reinbold. Got a couple announcements to make before we get going here with our great, great show we have in, in store for you. I just want to remind everyone that we do have a website, www.jewishprofit.com. That's www.jewishprofit.com. And for all you uh, new people out there, maybe the first time that you've been on, please check that website out. You're going to find out who we are, and you're going to get a hold of a lot of material that you've never seen before. And you want to check that material out because you're going to start to learn the Word of God. And I'm telling you what, what a great opportunity that is. We also have a quarterly coming up here, and you can get more information about that by clicking on the itinerary button on the front page there in the upper left-hand corner and find out what the quarterly and where it's going to be. It's going to be over in Fairfield, Illinois, out what we call lovingly the Corn Patch. And you can be a part of that and begin to learn the material straight from the throne room of God and I'm telling you what, that is a great opportunity, folks. So grab a hold of this and begin to prepare and to plan and get yourself down here and find out for yourself what's going on, and you can become part of this last day move of God, the House of Ephraim. And again, you can get all that information out at the website, www.jewishprophet.com. We also have fellowships available online. So, you know, if you're out there and you don't have a local fellowship or, or you want to begin to learn about the material and begin to plug in with the material. Not only do we have this blog every day, but we also have fellowships available online. That's via Ustream.tv, and we have one on Friday night. I teach one myself Friday night. You can become part of that. There's also a Wednesday midweek service, and we teach only the prophet's material so that you're assured of learning the right material at the right time. What an opportunity, again, that all is. So, again, if you don't already have a fellowship in your area or you just are interested in learning more about what's going on, please consider joining up with that 
and you can get more information just by emailing us at cradle at jewishprofit.com. That's cradle at jewishprofit.com. And just say, hey, I'd like to sign up for that Shabbat service that Mark was talking about, and certainly love to get you hooked up. If you want to do it just by the telephone, we can do that also. And you can give the office a call, 618-262-2810, and find out more about that also. Like I said earlier, we do have with us from Mount Carmel, Illinois, Prophet Tom Decker. The subject this weekend is intercession. We started out last night by letting you understand that some of the greatest men that's ever walked the face of this earth, as prophets, patriarchs, they all interceded unto the Lord God. Now, if you find yourself as being one of those people where you may be driving down the road, you may be sitting in your living room, and you all of a sudden seem to have a countenance about yourself that's kind of sad. Now, depression is a spirit. I think you've been taught that. I think I taught you that very, very well. But when there is a burden that comes upon us, and again, there are some of you in this room that are called by God, anointed by God, as called intercessors. But we're going to see here this weekend that everybody is called to intercede. So there isn't anybody in this room that should not be an intercessor, all right? The people that are called, and I'm saying this today for some of those of you to be able to identify yourselves here, that burden that comes on you, and it just seems like it just won't leave you alone. Do you know I, through the years, have met people that thought that they had depression, and what they had was a call in their life to be an intercessor? He said, oh, it's, a, it's the same thing. No, but it could look like it. It could feel like it. It could seem like it. But the burden that comes upon you, given by God. See, God has to have somebody to stand between the living and the dead, huh? to make up the gaps, stand the hedges. And he has done that from the foundations of the world, just like I was anointed. The Elijah of the last days. It wasn't by choice. It wasn't because I, oh, I read the scripture and wanted to be. No, no. At the foundations of the world, I was called. From the foundations of the world, we were all anointed by God. See, this thing, this thing about, well, you know, I, well, you know I'm, I'm, I'm not a preacher. I'm not that. It makes no difference. You were created by the Lord our God, Yahweh. You were anointed by Him from the foundations of this world. The key, brothers and sisters, is to find out where you are anointed at. Okay? And because this weekend we're talking about uh, intercession, we want to identify the called intercessors. But it doesn't mean that those of you that aren't called can't learn something from this because, again, everybody is called to intercession. Now, back to the burden. And so you find yourself 
feel like. Now, for those of you that have been under the tutelage, how do you like that word? Huh? Come on, come on. <laughs> I didn't even plan that one out either. The tutelage of this prophet. Sounds pretty good. And you have learned to pray and fast. And as we noted in Scripture last night, that fasting went right along with intercession, didn't it? Can you see where we were going now when I began to take my babies and rock them back and forth? Come on now, sweethearts. You just have to understand. You've got to pray every day now. Come on now. Go without one meal just to see if you can make it by anointing your head and moisten your face. Does everybody remember that? Now, some of us are ready to go on. Some of us are ready to move heaven and earth. You've got to start at the beginning. And that's the reason I'm telling those of you that are young in this, new in this, I don't want to say you're bull yourself, but you are. This isn't for the babies. It's not for the babes. If you're not fasting two to three days of the week, and you're not praying at least an hour a day, you are wasting your weekend with me. Yeah, you're going to grow up. I told you in the beginning I took nobody to raise. I ain't changing no diapers and giving people bottles to suck on. Does anybody remember me saying that? Okay, then we're in agreement. I'm a prophet. You need a pastor, go somewhere and get pastored. I have revelation knowledge from God. I can teach you how to move heaven and earth. But I can't make you learn anything. Some of you sitting here would like to get under the chair right now. But some of you have been around a long time in this thing. And you're still crapping your doors and sucking on the bottle. Not never and not never place, but there's places. We must grow up, folks. We have a nation to build. You are the first fruits, as I've told you maybe every quarterly that we've ever had in this building. I go back to the same thing saying you are the first fruits. You're the people that God's going to use above and beyond, and you are, because he called and brought you together. What does that have to do with intercession? Everything. But you see, for me, what I, what I desperately want is I want you to move heaven and earth. You would really like to do that if you could just volunteer. But no, you can't do it by volunteering because you either have studied, you have either learned to pray and fast, or you haven't. Now, I'm going to be nice. I'm not going to ask all of you that are here that are at least fasting two to three days a week and praying an hour a day to stand up. I don't want to embarrass the most of you in this room. And God forbid you lie to this prophet, okay? Don't you get an ego when you're around me and decide, well, you want to look spiritual and stand up if that was to have happened anyway. You, you, you don't want to do that with me. That just won't work. The burden that comes upon you causes you, after you get it figured out. Now, see, I didn't, I didn't have anybody teach me this. Poor me. <laughs> No, I didn't. I didn't know what was going on with me. I'd wake up in the middle of the night. I'd be nervous. I'd get up and think, well, maybe I'm thirsty. Maybe I need to go to the bathroom. And I'd be doing this. I'd be pacing back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. 
Well, why didn't the angels just come and tell you it don't work that way? Now, I'm in church, saved, filled with the Holy Ghost, have been for maybe uh, five, six months when this started happening to me. And so within this, within that, now, now folks, I'm talking about night after night, after night after night, I'm getting up. Now, not one time did I cry out to God. I'm thinking there's something wrong here, something wrong with me, because nothing like this had ever happened before, so there was nothing I knew to do one way or the other about it. However, after, boy, a few months, I decided, now, now remember, save, fill the Holy Ghost, and going to church. I decided maybe I should pray. Duh. Huh? Sound like a heck of an idea to me, you know? Maybe I need to pray. So I got out on my face and I began to pray before the Lord our God. To seek His holy face. And bless God. Now listen, the more I prayed, the less I felt the way I did when I got out of bed. Bingo. Not the sharpest pencil in the box. But once I get a hold of something, I'm like an old bulldog. I think, whoa, keep praying. Keep praying. So I kept praying. About an hour and a half went by. It was gone. I get up. Now, let's see. Every night this happens to me. Every night I get out of bed, I go to the bathroom, get a drink, and walk back and forth in the living room floor, and it doesn't go away. Last night I got up. I went through all this rigmarole. I prayed, and an hour and a half it was gone. Duh. Next night, I crawl out of bed. I get on my face. Don't bother going to the bathroom. I don't get a drink of water. I went straight into my prayer closet, and I begin to shake the face of God. Within about ten days or more, after I finished interceding, got off my face, I turned around, and there was one of the two angels standing there. And the angel said unto me, You now understand, son. Go forth. Well, you know, that's not a lot of information to, to, to be able to, you know, to take in and, and uh, process and do a lot with. I mean, you can try to read between the lines, but what I got from that was my place was to keep seeking the face of God like I, like I was, all right? Now, determination is what this is about, folks. Please, you know, too often people come around me, this prophet, and and what they don't understand, you, you'll never know, neither do I want your pity or your sorrow or your tears. You'll never know the hours and the years that I have spent praying and seeking the face of God. The dead didn't rise because, bless God, I just happened to be there. Those people that have, have died and clinically been said to have been dead that was raised, one of which happened right over there by that wall, happened because I sought the Lord God and I fulfilled what he had given me from the foundations of the world, at least to some point in time. Now, 
turn with me, if you will, into the book of Matthew 7, 7, 8. 7 and 8. I'll get it in a minute here. Okay. Now, this is so neat. And we have all read these scriptures. I don't think from probably here on out you're going to hear anything that you don't know. All right. Now, it says, Matthew 7, 7, Ask, and it shall be given you. Seek, and ye shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. For everyone that asketh receiveth. Everyone. And he that seeketh findeth. Everyone. And to him that knocketh, it shall be opened. Now, there's a number of ways of, that people, and through the years I've heard them minister within this. But what we want to try to get you to, to understand that prayer, as we have taught you, is nothing more or less than you speaking to the maker of us all, and the earth, and the stars, and the moon, and the sun, the heavens themselves. That's all that it is. It's a communication back and forth and back and forth. And, and I'm going to tell you something. God, okay, God wanted that to be something that was there that we would understand. He wants to have an intimacy with us. And the only way you can have... See, if you've ever had a neighbor that was never friendly... Hmm? Now, I don't know why. I've had a few. I, I can't imagine. Okay? <laughs> we won't go into that. Uh, but, you see, you never got to know them, and then maybe the neighbor on this side you, was friendly, and you walk over and have a conversation. You got... Well, what was the difference? You had a conversation with this neighbor, with this neighbor over here, that they, they, you never talked. Okay? Well, it's the same thing goes on with God. God wants to have a conversation with you. And some of you, now, now we're going to get back just a little bit here. Uh, some of you have the same conversation every day with God. I want this and I want that. Gee, Jesus, I have to have this and gee, Jesus, i got to have that. Those things he just shuts off, Okay. Now, there's nothing wrong with every day praying for your family. But you don't, you see, and again, folks, please, I have taught you diligently about praying in faith and understanding what you pray and what you don't pray. And after you have asked the Lord God for something, you don't go back and ask Him for it every day. That's called doubt and unbelief, and that's sin. Okay? You don't do that. You pray, you ask the Father the name of the Son, you release it to Him. That's the way it works. Now it's into His hands. If you don't pray and release that unto Him, guess what? It's in your hands. You have to get it out of your hands, whatever it is in your life that's going on, or somebody else's, and you've got to get that into the throne room, through the Son to the Father. Then you're going to get in business. Somebody say hallelujah. hallelujah. All right. So the key is ask, seek, and knock. All right. Now there's several places in the scripture. In Psalms 27 7, if you'll turn there with me. Psalms 27 7. Hear, O Lord, when I cry with my voice. Have mercy also upon me and answer me. 
So we understand that evidently one way to pray is crying to the Lord, okay? Crying unto the Lord. Now, and, and now what I want to do here, because we've we got a lot of stuff to cover, and, and oh, I'm just so sure everybody's got a notebook and a, and, a, and a pad here. Don't ever sit on the front row and not be taking notes. Ain't going to work out, okay? Probably not even the second row, as a matter of fact. I'm going to I'm going to give scripture, okay, and I want you then this next week to look these up and study them. Everybody shake their head so Daddy Daddy can see that. Oh, what a good bunch of boys and girls I have! Hallelujah! Say I love you, Prophet. Boy, I'm glad. Okay, so when we get into this thing, put down drawing near to God. Okay, that's his, that, 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 and this scripture, Psalm seventy three twenty eight, is going to let you understand that you. It says, "But it is good for me to draw near to God. I put my trust in the Lord God, that I may declare all Thy works." So it's good. Lamentations three forty one. The lifting up of the heart. All right? Lamentations 3.41. Let us lift up our heart with our hands unto God in the heavens. How many churches have you ever been in? Now, after you got uh, filled with the Holy Ghost, I think most of the churches raised their hands to God. I've been in <laughs> around some of the brothers and sisters. Well, we don't do that, do you? <laughs> we don't do that. But wait a minute. If it was good enough for the psalmstress, I think it'd be good enough for me. How about you? Psalm sixty-two eight. Sixty-two eight of Psalms, pouring out the heart. Trust in Him at all times, you people. Pour out your heart before Him. God is a refuge for us. Crying to heaven. Second Chronicles thirty-two twenty. Second Chronicles thirty-two twenty. For this cause, Hezekiah the king, the prophet Isaiah, and the son of Amos prayed and cried to heaven. So we are to do what? We are to cry out. We are to call out. So that means something we're going to have to do physically. Now, there's a great argument as to whether or not that you can pray without your mouth flopping up and down. And sound coming out of your vocal cords. It, 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 that's been an argument that's been around ever since at least 40 years that I know of. All right? Well, brothers and sisters, for those of you that was taught that it has to come out of your mouth or it doesn't count, hang on to the chairs. I believe this God that we serve understands the intents hmm, of the very purpose of our hearts. Yeah, well, you can sit and pray with your mind. But but please, don't don't get into that. There's places and times where that's, I think, very important, where you can be quiet. There's other people around, and you can sit there and actually be praying. Do it all the time, all right? Now, get ready to take further notes. Say, thank you, prophet. Thank you, prophet. Oh, thank you, children. Thank you. Uh, 
Yeah, Yeshua interceded in, in, in many, many, many ways. And what I want to do with this, and I, again, we're not going to go through all this because it, it's too long. I don't want to in any way, shape, or form move the anointing. Uh, and it could. Um, because I want you to understand that Yeshua was far and beyond a man of prayer. I don't think many people really understand how much prayer, how much intercession that he did. And that is one of the keys for you understanding this thing. We are to be like him, right? Amen. And in order for us to be like him, we're going to have to understand what he was doing so we can imitate it. Okay, hang on. Here we go. In Mark 1.35, I'm sorry, no, no, no. We're going to use that that second. I want this one first. Luke 3, 30, Luke 3, 21 and 22. Okay? Luke 3, 21 and 22. This is at his baptism. Okay? He prayed. When all the people were baptized, it came to pass that Yeshua also being baptized and praying, the heaven was opened. Wow. Mark now 1, 35. This is during the first ministry, his first ministry tour, okay? Mark 5, 16. Same thing with that one. And he withdrew himself into the wilderness and prayed. Before the choice of his disciples, okay? It's Luke 6, 12 and 13. Luke 6, 12 and 13. He prayed before the choice of his disciples. Matthew 14, 19, and the verse 23, before and after feeding the 5,000, okay? Before and after feeding the 5,000. Uh, actually, uh, with those uh, and the same stuff, forget it, we'll give it, just get that. There's another rendition, okay, within Mark and John of that, but we'll just use that one. Now, in the, at the feeding, he prayed at the feeding of the 4,000. 4, well, you say, well, I know that. Well, just hang with me. Matthew 15, 36. Matthew 15, 36. Okay. He prayed before the before his trans before the transfiguration in Luke nine twenty eight and twenty nine before the transfiguration Luke nine twenty eight and twenty nine now <clears throat> I I think that when you look at this even as far as we've gone with it now yeah, I mean obviously pray well yeah he's the son of God. Yeah, he's the son of God. He prayed the blessing of the children. Okay? In Matthew nineteen thirteen. He prayed at the blessing of the children, nineteen thirteen. He prayed at the grave of Lazarus. John eleven forty one forty two. The grave of Lazarus. John eleven forty one and forty two. Hallelujah. He prayed at the coming of certain Greeks in John 12:27 and 28. John 12:27 and 28. He prayed for Peter, Luke 22:32. Luke 22:32 when he prayed for Peter. 
for the giving of the Holy Ghost. John 14, 16. He prayed the giving of the Holy Ghost. And I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter, that he may abide with you forever. Hmm. On the road to Emmaus. All right, Luke 24, 30, 31. On the road to Emmaus. Prior to his ascension, Luke 24, 50 through 53. Okay? He prayed for his followers. You'll need to read the whole chapter in John 17. And I, I, that, that, that's so precious because, you know, through this 17th chapter of John, you want to pay a whole lot of attention because he is interceding in a great depth. Uh, if, I, if I may here, and I'll just pick a few of this out. Uh, he said, For I have given unto them the words which thou givest me. Okay? While I was with them in the world, I kept them in thy name. Those that thou gavest me, I have kept, and none of them is lost but the son of perdition. Wow. And he goes on throughout that chapter. Father, I will that they also whom thou hast given me be with me where I am, that they may behold my glory which thou hast given me, for thou lovest me before the foundations of the world. And there it is. He knew that, didn't he? Some of you, and, and brothers and sisters, I know it's very, very difficult to be able to believe that there's another world out here. And, I, and, and I've gone to great lengths through uh, Bless God Demonology series to teach you that the real world here is not this, nor is it that or this. The real world is the supernatural world, the world from which you came out of and the world from which you're going to one day go back to. All right? It uh, is so amazing. Never heard anybody ever teach like this before. But again, you have to have revelation knowledge and you sure got to be a major prophet to have been taken in the visions by the angels and taught. And that's what happened to me. So I, uh, so I understood. And so uh, Christ himself here says that the foundations of the world, it was all taken care of. If you can ever settle into your mind, the playground of Satan, okay? If you can ever get settled in your mind that you're in this world, that you're not of this world, thus saith the Scriptures, if you can ever get into your mind that, bless God, you can infiltrate, now listen to me, you can infiltrate this world that you can't see, okay, at least God lets you see, you can work over into that world and you can move heaven and earth. If you ever dare <laughs> let your minds go to that place, some of you may be need a little deliverance, but it's going to work out for you, okay? Because that's where God is moving. But we've got to teach you. We have to teach you the supernatural side of this thing because that's, that's where the battle lies. 
And that's the reason when you begin to learn and understand intercession, you're going to find out you can be a winner every time. Okay? Not just every once in a while. Not just hit and miss. I uh, got saved and filled with the Holy Ghost, and I was a boilermaker, a certified welder. And I loved that, by the way. I loved the brothers that was out there in the job. We prayed every day, and every morning before we went out, there was not one person sent to the hospital in, in the years that, uh, that uh, we prayed every morning and every afternoon for the people. general contractor came to me before the job was over. And he said, never before in all these years. But he said, I know, because they, they, they told me. They call me preacher. I wonder why. That every day you read the Bible to the men and you prayed with them. I said, yes, sir. He said, never before have I ever been, and, and this fellow was retirement age. He said, they've gone this many, this long, and somebody not end up in the hospital. Nobody's died, nobody's been in the hospital, nobody's been in the emergency room. He said, there's something to this. And then this, this old elderly gentleman, I call him elderly gentleman, probably with my age at the time, all right? <laughs> Careful. <laughs> okay. He wasn't attending church. He said he was from Texas, and he said, I called my wife. He said, I'm going home next week when the job ends up. He said, I told her we're going back to church. Intercession makes a difference. But while I was on the job, there was this one guy that was in my, they called them welding gangs. Now, we didn't go around beating on people, okay? <laughs> didn't have motorcycles with chains <laughs> beating on people. But it, within this welding group or crew, there was this one fellow, and he didn't like me. And he was very, very evident he didn't like me. Now, I, I was smart enough at that point in my career with God to understand why. And I, because uh, every day I carried in my welding coat, okay, one of those Carhartt welding, yeah, okay. And I, in the pocket inside, I carried one of, the, one of those small King James versions of the Bible. And so every morning at, at coffee break, every day at noon, I would read out of that Bible. Okay, I'd take it out of my pocket and I'd read. Sometimes I had many men sitting on the steel that I was preaching to, reading to at noon. This guy didn't like me, and he would say small things just to let me understand. And, of course, you, you could just tell. So I knew that there was something going on here, but, I, but I, again, I wasn't, you know. So the Lord God said, bind up that spirit that's in him that's not me. You bind it up and you pray for him. Now, this is after me and the Lord had gone through this thing where I finally duh, found out maybe if I pray, things will get better. He said, you pray for him and you ask that he might be blessed. What? Blessed with a brick? Huh? I mean, you can tell he's a heathen, Lord. Look at him. No, you can't tell the look, actually, unless you can look with spiritual eyes. And so the Lord said, you just do what I'm telling you to do. 
So I went home, and bless God. Uh, see, every day, folks, uh, and I think I've told this before, the, the kind of weather we have out here now, I in inside of uh, iron vessels welding during that time. I still went every Monday, every Wednesday, and every Friday. The only thing I took in the job was my thermos with orange juice. Those three days. And I worked, and I sweat. I prayed every day at 2 o'clock in the morning. Came home after work. And I prayed after, if I was eating, after I ate. I saw to it that, bless God, that I put my time in with God. All right? And, and that's what some of you are desperately lacking, is putting your time in with God. So as I had been fasting and, I, and the Lord had spoke to me to do what I, 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 I did, then I did that. And that next morning, when I went into the job, I kind of looked at the guy. I thought, well, you know, here it comes. Give me one of those kind of looks. I'm going, oh, oh, oh maybe I'm going to have to pray longer, you know. And so the, 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 day, the day wore on, and we started to get ready to go out what we call out, out the gate to the parking lot. And so um, I'm walking along and uh, got my thermos bottle, and all of a sudden I look over and this guy's walking next to me, the guy that doesn't like me. I look over and I said, howdy. He said, hi. He said, uh, you know, he said, uh, I, I just want to tell you, I, I'm sorry I've given you a hard time. He said, he said uh, I don't even know why I don't like you. I said, yeah, I know. I, I said, I know. I said, but I said, it is a lot better to be in the same welding, uh, you know, uh, gang that uh, we can we can at least smile. And he just laughed. He said, yeah. He said, you know, it's the weirdest thing. He said, I got woke up about 2 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> yeah. And he said, I, I, I just laid there in bed. I couldn't go back to sleep. He said, the weirdest thing happened. He said, I began to fear, feel a tingling in my head. And then I began to feel a tingling run down my body as I laid there. And he said, he said very slowly it ran out the bottom of my feet. I looked at him and I said, do you want to know what that was? Well, yeah, he said. I said, it was the Lord our God. I said, are you saved? He said, well, I said, no, you're not saved. See, when you're saved, you know you're saved, right? It's one thing I love about the Baptist plan. You never run into Baptists if they're, that's where they, they know they're saved, okay? And they don't know that they can lose that salvation, but they're convinced they're saved. That's, that's you know, whatever. So anyway, um, before we, uh, in the next few days, he received the Lord Yeshua, see, Lord and Savior, began to attend uh, some church somewhere, Holy Ghost-filled church. He got filled with the Holy Ghost. Now, was it because the guy didn't like me? Was that why this was all? Well, obviously it must have been part of it. No, no, no. Now listen to me. This is important because that's a soul. Whether the guy liked me or not was immaterial. God is after what? 
Yep. God is after that. Now, shortly after that, then I begin to realize that I was going to have to expand this. So I begin to intercede every morning at 2 o'clock for the... Now, we had about 14 guys in, in each one of these welding gangs, all right? Now, this is working at one of the big power plants like we have across from Mount Carmel. In fact, this was where I was at. And so I begin to intercede for each one of them. Now, now, what you don't do is what I've tried to teach you. You can't just say, well, now, Lord, just bless the whole rest of the our welding gang and, uh, and you just bless them good, Jesus. See, that's, again, what most of you are doing. No, I took each one by their name. And I begin to intercede and ask the Lord God to bring that, break down the partitions that were hindering them, whether it be sin, whatever it was, to let their families be watched over and let their families be protected by the Rahakadish in the name of Yeshua. Let, he, let the angels come around around them and lift them up. Now, see, folks, that, that's the reason the more of you we get, the more help I'm going to have to have. Now, where we're at now, probably three or four hours a day, pretty well gets it done. Until one of you knuckleheads, there's that word, until one of you knuckleheads huh, lost your passy, you know what that is, that's your pacifier, doo-dooed in your britches, you know what that is, right? I don't have to, let's don't get down to uh, uh, colloquialisms uh, as being a redneck, because you would probably enjoy that. Now, when that happens, it's like a red flag comes up. No, not really a red flag, but it's like that. I'm praying along, and I'm going down through all this, and I'm praying for you. I'm praying your families. I'm doing this. And all of a sudden, I get to you, and all of a sudden, bingo! I go, dear God in heaven, what is it now? So when that happens and the red flags come up, then what I have to do then I have to tear down the petition of whatever's going on in your life. Now, folks, that I can't listen. I cannot, nor would I, control your life. I, I, as I, we talked last night, that, that, that's not what this is about. But what I can do is help your life. You can help other people's lives. And that's what God wants you to come to. That's where He wants you to, to be. If, if, if I can turn this room into true, honest to God intercessors, okay, we can move some mountains like you never dreamed about. But right now, and see, you're really at a graduation program here this, this weekend. Don't you love the way I do stuff like this? Because you're graduating out of 101 prayer and fasting to 102 intercession. I wish I'd have made certificates up. Uh, we could have had cake and ice cream, you know. But that's what we're doing. We're bringing you to another place. A place that's going to change your life and anybody that wants to get around you. Because you're about to walk over into the realm of which I practically live in, okay? Wow. Is it that easy? Oh, I didn't say anything about being easy. 
Is it going to start working the first time? Probably not. But you see, neither did your prayer and fasting world happen the first time either, did it? Remember when I told you you had to practice? Huh? Remember when I taught on being able to command the angels and, oh, all the nasty emails I got over that, and I loved it when I put it on the radio, the blog? <laughs> Some of you sitting here today, a number of you sitting here today, can command angels. Did it work the first time? No. What did the prophet tell you? Go home and practice. Practice. Just because it don't work don't mean, well, there's a great sin in my life. No, it doesn't mean that at all. When you first started riding a bicycle, you had to practice till you got to be real good, didn't you? Sure you did. You go home, you practice. But let me tell you what the Lord God loves. He loves somebody that bless God that will seek him. Okay? He loves that. He loves somebody. Now listen. Will you lay your life down for your brother? Hmm? Remember the scripture? Huh? Would you really do that? If somebody came through that door right now and had a gun, pointed at somebody in the back, would you run up and get in front of them and say, oh, just shoot me? Now, it's easy to say, oh, yeah, I'd do that. Yeah, it's easy to say that, isn't it? But would you? What is love? Now, listen. Love, in accordance with intercession, is praying one for another. That's what it is. Love is caring whether that person, whether you know that person, or it's somebody on the other side of the world, is called love. A love that is far beyond anything that your carnal mind knows. What is it about me that would want to pray for you and yours when some of you are real stinkers and not even hardly applying yourself at all to this thing? There's some of you sitting out here right now that don't even have the material that's out there. There's some of you over here sitting here today that haven't ever studied the materials. You went through it or you sat there and listened to it like a bump on a log and it was over. Now, did I not tell you that the day would come that it would all be accounted to you? Sure I did. See, I, again, guys, I'm not up here just because I got nothing to do this weekend. I'm here because God told me to bring forth a people. And that's what I'm trying desperately to do. But I've got to have a little bit of help. You know what? Just quit digging your heels in and just work at it a little bit. <laughs> Who knows? You may get to where you like it and you'll do it all the time. See, I'm always telling the leadership, until the leadership can do it, the rest of you are never going to do it. The problem is, I've always told you, that everybody in this room can be, will be, leadership. We're in training here. That's what's going on. God's going to need you with the multitudes of people. We started out, we could have put everybody that came to the first meeting probably in the bathroom. Okay? I know, it would been a little different to have a bathroom meeting, a prophet preaching, but, I mean, think about it. You may never get a chance to go to a bathroom meeting again, right? <laughs> Maybe one of the few that could ever say, oh, I was there in the bathroom when the prophet prophesied. <laughs> well, 
Let's don't go there. I, I, you know, now, now I'm meddling. I'm going to get, get myself in a... I'll be interceding all the way through lunch. You know what I'm saying? All right. So we understand because we must come to that place of under of realizing that we have to ask, we have to seek, and we have to knock. All right? Now, asking's the first of this, all right? And uh, uh, oh, I don't know. You can say, "Well, that's the first level of prayer." I don't. I don't really go along with that. It's it's part of all this. All right. Uh, you know, when you ask, you're doing what? Father, in the name of your holy Son Yeshua, Lord God, raise up and bless brother and sister such and such. All right. That that's 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 asking, isn't it? Now. And James 4, 2 can write that one down because you, everybody ought to be able to repeat this when you have not because you ask not. Simple enough, isn't it? If you don't ask, you're not going to have. How many people do I know that's sitting around going, well, now, let me see. The Lord knows what I need before I pray. Oh, that's scriptural. Yes. But you're also to ask. He wants us to ask. So, number one, we have to ask. Okay? We have to ask. Now, we also need to seek. All right? Uh, the 120 gathered together in the upper room. Okay? And they were there a while, fasting and praying. All right? What were they there about? Because Yeshua had told them that upon that time, Pentecost, he would send back to this earth the Rahakadish, the Holy Ghost. And the Holy Ghost would empower them. Now, I'm hoping that the Lord God, and you don't want to miss what we're about to do next quarter up at the Sukkot, or Sukkot, however you want. I'm hoping that God will let me take you another step into faith. Folks, the power is here. It's here. It dwells within you if you have received the power through the baptism of the Holy Ghost in the name of Yeshua, which is the baptizer. Then if we are empowered with power from upon high, hmm? then why aren't any of my prayers getting answered? Bingo. Well, maybe you only got, <clears throat> you, you know, if, if, if top's full and that's empty, maybe you only got this much. No, no, you got all nine yards, honey. All nine yards. You have it. You have the power through the name of Yeshua to raise the dead inside of you. The Holy Ghost, the Rahakadish, is waiting for you to release the power, which is Him, the name of Yeshua, and turn this world upside down. Why isn't it happening? One of the reasons is intercession. Okay, and I hope, as I said, I hope God will let me do that. He may or may not. Don't come up there thinking that that's what's going to happen. I have no idea. That, that's my desire. 
but I'm not working for me. I'm working for him. Okay? So <laughs> we'll see what happens. But, but it's there. When you get to the point, when you get to the point where you ask, okay, and you get to the point where, bless God, you seek, you're going to find. You're going to find. As I said, you know, where God wants us to get is where our dependency is on Him 100%. You don't have a bank account, it's going to bail you out. See, let me, let me stop and say something. That's going to be, and already is, one of the biggest hindrances. It, it, it's the fact that people want to wait until they are ready. You better be ready and getting ready every day. You better get the image, which I think I did what, Monday or Wednesday on blog. And if you haven't heard that, go pick it up on the archives and listen to it because it's big-time important stuff. You're going to have to get the image, not, not, not the reasons why. Let's see now. As soon as the Lord God checklist does this, 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 don't forget about that and that and that, we'll be ready to go. No, you won't. You're not going to be ready to go until you say, I'm ready, and you don't look at your circumstances or how you're going to get there. Again, folks, the problem is you're still wearing diapers and sucking on a nipple. I can't seem to bring you out of that. Some of you are coming. I, I, I praise God for that. But we're going to have to break this piece of bondage of the flesh and understand from what I'm teaching this weekend, you're going to have to begin to intercede every day. Folks, this is big-time serious stuff. That's the reason you're sitting here listening to a big-time serious prophet. This isn't a game. This is going to happen. The awesome responsibility that I have that I detest is I have to get you ready. I have to convince you that there is another world besides what you see. I have to convince you that, bless God, you're going to have to listen to this prophet. You're going to have to grow up. You're going to have to become, in this case, intercessors like the church hasn't seen since the days of Acts. Okay? That's where we're going to. We're going to bring forth out of this group intercessors like there were in the book of Acts. That's not afraid to believe God. Not afraid to believe for themselves. Okay? Now we're working on it. Rome wasn't built in a day. <laughs> or was it? Well, let's careful. Be careful. Now... When, when, you, when you really, uh, you know, and, you, and of course you just keep asking. Hey, thank you again so much. That's Prophet Tom Deckard, Mount Carmel, Illinois, Cradle of Hope Ministries. Again, you can get more information out at the website, www.jewishprophet.com. Get out there, do yourself a favor, find out what's going on here, and you won't be disappointed. So, again, you can also get more. All the tape series is out there on the website for you to get a hold of. I greatly encourage you to get all that. You can also email your prayer request to cradle at jewishprophet.com, and we'll be praying for your prayer request. Again, that's cradle at jewishprophet.com. Shalom. Until next week, remember, with God, all things are possible.